Hey, it worked. <laughs> I always forget how that works. Look at you being a pro. I'm trying. I'm trying very hard. How was your uh, tacos and fries? Oh, actually, it's it's crazy how much I actually just like french fries and tacos. Mm -hmm. And so having them together is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even when it's fast food. Oh man. So it was uh it was good to seeing you at the store tonight again. I haven't seen each other in like oh god. I don't know, two quarantines. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's been a very long time. Long enough that we can start using quarantines as a measurement of time. <laughs> Sad but true. A rip. <laughs> yeah. That's the, you know, we would we talked about it earlier and stuff, and you know that's the hard part about you know commander content and conversations is just, there's so much, you know. Oh, yeah, you can talk about anything and never run out of content. Ever. Uh, yeah, I mean you're right. There's literally so much to talk about from gameplay to cards to deck building to. Theory crafting to philosophy. There's so much. Definitely. So I guess uh, we could go with the the philosophy conversation we had earlier, or some of which we had earlier. Like, uh, what's not casual in a way? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Because I know you have a strong background in competitive. You play a lot of that. You play a lot of casual. We've been playing at our source league together. Oh God, how many, uh, uh, math six, yeah. seven years now. Yeah, something like that. At least at the year before Saskia, and that was Commander twenty sixteen. Damn. So yeah, that's, that's been a very long time. Yeah, because I built Tazri the year before that, and then Tazri, and then Saskia came out in twenty sixteen. And wow. that's how I remember when I started playing Casual Commander with you guys. Because that's the only way I can keep track of time. But, <laughs> Jeez, that's a long time. Yeah, you can't I really do that. I forget nowadays. how long. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I forget how long it's been since I've uh, originally joined the league. Because when I joined, it was the original 15 uh, Theros Gods. Yeah, and that was like the only like real rules of the League. It was just only the gods. Yep, it was only the gods. Uh, and uh, there was some degeneracy. I mean, we had some rules. Uh, but um, yeah, it was only only the 15 gods. And the only reason I got in is because the original guy that was playing Perforos at the time, something happened to him to where he wasn't showing up or wasn't a part of it anymore. So I ended up just being, all right, well, if you want to join, you have to build mono red. <laughs> like, no. Great. Yay. Yeah, luckily we don't have that kind of uh what's the word uh exclusory? Is that a word? Is that a thing? 
is now. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it. I definitely in, enjoy the way the league has gone. Cause, yeah, it was exclusionary at first because, you know, they only had the 15 open slots. Um, and then eventually everyone wanted to be a part of it, which I do not blame them. And it just has absolutely grown and exploded, you know, even attendance-wise from there. Oh, God, yeah. Definitely. Honestly, I will say, um, 100%, um, it's different not having AJ around. It's just... Oh, yeah. He was there for so long as, like, our commandant, so to speak. Uh, God's a great guy. He's doing great. Uh, the new guy, he's adjusting. Um, but it's it's different, and it's not bad. Yeah, no, but it does take getting used to. I, I won't lie. I uh, Tonight, it was weird hearing games called and not, not having, like, the whole place echo with AJ's voice. <laughs> True. <laughs> or when someone comes up who's new to the league, what? what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hi, AJ. <laughs> oh, good times. But that's the league's comments. Like, you can have those good memories of things like that are just not gameplay based. And that's the true glory of a good casual environment is when your highlights aren't things you did in a game. Yeah, no. Uh, when we Honestly, uh, it was nice to hear that from uh, a couple of people I was playing with today. It was, uh, you know, specific moments that had happened in games, uh, not necessarily ones that won them the game, but ones that were, like, super interesting or, you know, changed the pace of the game or... Or you know something like that. It's always it's always good to hear people basically looking back like, oh, this was you know a highlight of the game they had just played, or like when you got opposition agent and the person's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like all right. I mean, you can take your pick. I've you know have at it. It yeah no it's moments like that is what. I get a kick out of when it comes to magic. It's those moments that make it fun, win, lose, or draw. Yeah, because there was that uh, thing we said earlier. It's like, you know, win or lose, if the people you played just want to play with you, you're still winning. And But the people don't want to play with you anymore, even if you won the game, and you lost. Like, that's it. Like, yeah, you got a notch on your belt, but you'll never be able to play with those people anymore because they didn't like you. Yeah. Played something dickish and weren't respecting pre-talks or whatever. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. You know, if if you're playing that way and you won, great, cool, but really you're there to play with other people. So, you know, having minimal respect for people, you know, let alone the rules of the game, goes a long way. It really does. Some of the conversation we were having earlier was like really kind of heightened how I really feel when I'm playing, building, designing, casual, and kind of the expectation I really have of other people in a way. Like, yeah, honestly, Josh, you're uh, <laughs> you the way you approach decks. I've always appreciated 
Uh, I can't remember who I was talking to. One, mo one moment while Justice reconnects. <laughs> Is it just what happened? I don't know. <laughs> well, luckily, uh, we are using Craigbot right now. So even if you disconnect and we can come back, it's just going to have a blank spot in your recording. Oh, but <laughs> just in case, I'll do this. Round two. <laughs> yeah, round two. Oh, God. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Uh, I believe the last thing you mentioned before you got kicked out was my approach to building and you were talking to someone else. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I've always appreciated your approach to deck building because um, I remember there was a time in League where no one was really running interaction and you took it upon yourself to show people that you don't have to play in just blue to have interaction. Like you have a very skilled way of building casually and competitively, and you have a very good way of blending the two together, honestly. Um, so a deck can be good, super casual, but that doesn't mean it's, you know, slacking in any of, of its power. Yeah, I mean, I'll take a comment. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's uh, you have you have a very skilled way of building uh, uh, your decks. Um, you definitely have your uh, your go to. Uh, definitely black all the way, <laughs> um, and almost every deck you have, I'm pretty sure. But uh, still, that doesn't mean you you. You lack interaction. You you have plenty of that. You have plenty of power uh, and recovery. Like uh, not to mention just genuinely building really fun decks. I tried, and I just I've been playing. I guess you could say it's quote unquote long enough, and I've played enough of competitive Magic, like not just Commander. Like I've been on a, a pro tour, like. 15 years ago so it's like i played like high and back before so i understand in an environment what's wrong and what is not gonna mesh well <laughs> with other people <laughs> like, like uh, one of my favorite thematics or build styles is actually stacks like very stacky control decks, but I will never play one of those in a league game, in a casual game, because no, <laughs> it's so hostile. Yeah, you get a lot of hate real fast. Yeah, like I played Turrid when I came back to league uh, for a little bit. I think there was one game I played with her that I did not get. It shouldn't die looks. <laughs> I played her a total of three games over three months where people were okay with it in the pre-game talk. Like, letting them know, for, hey, I want to play this and I hope to play it often. 
biggest asshole in And I would say that before. And yeah, after the third game, when the consistent synopsis afterwards is, you said that was Ashlish, but that was an understatement. <laughs> I didn't even use like wheels or anything to discard cards from their hand. I was doing like being the sacrifice permanents. I wasn't even doing stuff to their hand. Because right. you know, I, I don't like to counter spells or take cards out of people's hands. Really, I like to blow shit up on the board. I like to see it and take it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely your play style. Oh, that's nice. Boom. And to be fair, like yes, a kill spell is just basically the same as countering a creature, except I, if that creature is not a threat to me, I don't have to until later. You know, right? You wait until it's a threat, and then you get rid of it because you already. Yeah, no, I I totally get that. It's you know? much more and fun to shoot out a person's tire when they're running away from the cops than to flatten the tire before they get. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm weird. I know that. Um, <laughs> but a lot of my building concepts, like we were talking earlier, it's just like if I think that I would go a strategy or a thematic, and I could put it in a competitive deck, and it would be peachy keen. I'm probably not going to put it in a casual deck. Like, ever. Like, I finally have a bigger tutor. And I only use it in my deck. Like, I still... My casual decks are still rolling off Diabolic Tutor. Like, <clears throat> and it's just like, yeah, I could put it in there. But I don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. There's a... Definitely a limit on on some things that are strictly competitive and strictly casual. Um, you know, and it gets it gets hard because you know, like we talked about earlier, people need to you know have those expectations for what their decks can do and what they're bringing. You know, oh, you can't bring anybody in... who's listening to this. You're going to hear us say what we talked about earlier a lot. Because earlier, we spent about 30 minutes trying to figure out what the hell we were going to talk about that night. And we still didn't Yeah, that's it. true. <laughs> but it was a great conversation, though. It was a great conversation. It's mostly what we're reacting and adding on to right now. Um, I'm true. sorry. I poked right into what you were saying. We're on a roll. <laughs> no, no. Just, uh, you know, people need to have their own expectations for, for their decks and uh, I remember, geez, I think it was like the last Commander Fest I went to in Reno. Um, and they had tables set up so that way people would only play with decks around the same approximate power level. Um, and honestly, it was it was a lot of fun to see people not only gauge their decks, but gauge how other people see their decks. You know, and then move tables accordingly and i think they had it like uh five different uh power levels uh on a ranking of one to ten um but i think it was like one one to two three to four 
five to six, so on and so forth. Um, you know, 10 being like the super competitive, if not like hyper synergistic decks. And like, you know, you had the deck is so bling is so good that you've started blinging it out. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Um, you know, and if you felt like you, your deck could handle it, you, you knew exactly where to go, you know, but, uh, there was, you know, optimized levels for everybody to enjoy. And so you would, you know, if you had a deck where, hey, all my cards have dogs in them somewhere. So, you know, you could play with a deck that was probably about that same power level, you know, so themes weren't crazy. Uh, and you weren't getting entirely blown out just because, you know, somebody had brought something that was way overtuned to be going up against you. And it's kind of a nice feeling, I think, to, you know, have somebody match your power level. It's not just you're not going to get blown out. You're not going to blow them out. You're going to get a good grudge match of a of a magic game. Right. One with actually, hopefully, interaction. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. I tell you, magic players do not have enough interaction in their deck. <laughs> like, like, seriously, like, if you're going to a game playing with three other people and the only interaction you bring is you then that's you're playing by yourself and you're just hoping nobody else messes with you and like why why yeah no i tend to not like it's (laughs) someone's just sitting there like okay i'm gonna do this now Oh look! I now have full board state and like okay, that was ten turns of you never doing anything to anybody else, and you're expecting us to just like oh, that fog. Who, who plays that? Uh, Mono player. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I love when you see plays like that because you don't expect it, and when you see it, it's just. I just love seeing the look on someone's face who thinks that they've dirtled enough that they've got the when no one can stop them or that they probably because they don't pack enough interaction to stop it and then they're like oh, uh, what does that card do how does that exist i've never seen that before yeah look on interaction um <laughs> <laughs> you know because like, I, I have a new favorite card by the way oh yeah what is it you know how it's always been like darkness. Yeah, I actually got some snow covers, lands. um, and I have sunstone now. Really, sunstone's an artifact where you pay to snap sack a snow covered land, prevent all combat damage this turn. <laughs> wow, right? That's actually really good. Like I, I'm just like. At casual games, why have I not seen this more? It's so easy to damn yeah. artifacts. I see people with tons of snow because all time. Why the hell not? Yeah, no, there's some absolutely underrated cards that people don't run, and I don't know why. And anybody can run. That's the, yeah. That's like, it fits in any deck. You don't have to use it on yourself. It's reusable. It doesn't even tap the artifact to <laughs> 
just pay two minutes. Say, no, I'm not dead. No tax. <laughs> one, one sack of land. Wah. Yeah. No, uh, you know, and you back to your point of, you know, decks that basically solitaire with themselves. I have a Brago deck that basically does that. He locks out the board, doesn't care I what anyone else have is doing. nightmares about your Brago back in the day. Yeah, I, it was a nightmare. I hate any thought of your Brago. Like, it was when we sat at tables, like, I have to somehow kill him really quickly. Or I'm going to be sitting here for 30 minutes doing jack shit. <laughs> yeah, and that that's the thing. I, I mean, While he also that, does jack shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't do anything, but I make sure you don't do anything either. <laughs> and it's basically, I just the game until... <laughs> you two damage us to death. Yeah, two damage. Every turn. There you go. There's a little two. Little little pinprick. But... Yeah, it's... I think that was the most annoying thing. Is not only did you like lock us down, it was just like you just poked us to death. <laughs> it is super annoying and not, not fun you. to play I'm not again. Killing you. I'm not killing you. I'm not killing you. Are we dead yet? Are we dead yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it is not fun. It's basically, hey, are you done playing? Because I'm gonna just keep doing this every turn. And these are the kind of things you should not bring to uh, your casual table. Justice. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's not a casual deck. <laughs> to be fair, I only really saw you bring that deck out when we were playing against specific people who were kind of dicks on their own. Yeah. I... Those dicks don't swing anymore. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, it was it was my shutdown deck. I was like, okay, this is that, that kind of game. I tried to give people heads up that I knew if they were going to be playing with me. Like, hey, I'm going to be playing Brago. So you knew what you were getting into. And most of us knew what that meant. And we were like, oh, fuck. And so we need to bring something that was going to be either faster or ruder. Like, yeah. And while that conversation always worked out really well with us, it's because we knew what that meant. So what people when they're playing randoms, as uh, so we to call it, like pickup games or, you know, um, like Magic Tender or whatever. Um, right. <laughs> Tender Mander. Um, anyways, um, when you say <laughs> right in a game, uh, you, you know, just saying somebody, oh, I like to take one long walk on the beach. Okay. Are you going to be wearing shoes? Are we talking sandals at night during the day? Like just saying you're playing Brago isn't going to everybody what's going on so when people having a, a pre-game discussion like talking about what their expectations are not just for what they want to see in the game but what they're going to be doing like your brago yeah, it does brago things like what okay i'm going to be blaming stuff removing your stuff never letting it come back a lot okay that's that lets me know how painful this game's about to be yeah, and no, like, absolutely. Like, okay, that's going to suck. I think I have something I can deal with that, but not likely. Do you have anything else? And that's how you progress the pregame talk. It, yeah, no, that's precisely it. You know, if I'm going to bring that deck out, I'm going to tell you what it's going to do or what it's going to try to do because you have every chance to stop me from doing any of that. You know, it's not like it's unbeatable. No deck is unbeatable. Um, I'm just going to be honest about 
what my deck is going to try and do. And, you know, I think that's a great part of that, you know, whole rule, rule zero uh, conversation that people need to have and the expectations of, of their deck. This is what this deck does. I have a, a Sultai deck that all I want to do is mill myself and make zombies. That's all it wants to do. It's like um, yeah. my Conrad. When I say, hey, I'm gonna be, I want to play Conrad, and people are like, oh, God, Aristocrats. I'm like, not really. Uh, Conrad's the only one that does Aristocrat things in my deck. But mostly, I'm going to be putting a lot of knights in my graveyard and playing them from my graveyard. My deck's not about death triggers. It's more about leaving my graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. I do have some ways to dump my entire deck in my graveyard or dump my entire graveyard in my deck. But in general, I'm just saying knights, tribal knights with side effects when things happen. And that helps people understand that I'm not just pumping out mana and milling and aristocrating with combat. That's a whole different thing. And they wouldn't oh, know yeah. that I was not playing a nine. I was only playing a seven. Unless I told them that. Which prevents me from going into a game where I'm going to get my shit packed in. Because <laughs> they thought I was picking <laughs> something hardcore. And I was hurtling with it. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. Alder's Gate has uh, a new knight in mono black. And I'm super to try and get all of them. Uh, the guy, Sarah. Um, he's actually going to be replacing Conrad, who's been one of my mono black staples for a long time. And really, yeah. So Saravox says at the end of the turn, if no creature died, the player's turn who it is uh, loses life equal to Saravox's power. Oh, I'm encouraging murder, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the background I'm giving him is he's get a. Boost your, it says your commanders have a boost to their power equal to the number of creatures in your graveyard. And I'm playing Grave Knights. So I'm like literally like buried alive. I'm going to throw uh, that knight who lets who can play himself out of the graveyard and like a couple other knights or whatever in my graveyard. So like my plan is to put my knights in my graveyard and pump up Saravok, which used to be just Conrad. So it's like I may be sitting there going, okay, you got to kill something or take lose five life. Like, commit murder or, or get murdered. That is crazy. Like, and it's, it's really going to hit on next to just don't play interaction. If you don't have interaction, you're going to have a bad time, son. Knights are yeah. for fighting. <laughs> yeah, knights are no joke, honestly. They've had a lot of support, especially recently. Yeah, I think, uh, was it, was it now that a lot of Vampire Knights and stuff came out? I think it was. I think there it was, was a lot in the, um, the pirate set. Was it pirates? Like, uh, the Vraska and the pirates and the, the origins of treasure cards. Uh, is that is that Ixalan? Ixalan, yeah. Because all of the uh, Raskas people were like vampire knights. 
her honor guard. Away. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's where the mono white vampires came from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, <clears throat> yeah I, I could obviously build Conrad really dirtily mean. Or Yara. Same thing. But why? That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people got to remember sometimes you play magic for fun, not just to, to get a W. Right? And obviously, if we go and play competitive magic, uh, all bets are off. I mean, I'm going to be bringing, if you see me put Excavator out and you think that it can win that way, I'm probably going to be trying to win that way. Or another way as well. I mean, and if I see you putting out Thrasios Timna, I'm pretty sure you're going to try and exile your deck and do Boss's Oracle things. And in a competitive game, that's 100% okay. And casual, bring that two-card combo bullshit around. Ever. Ever. And if you do, don't play any fucking tutors. That's just how I do it. Like, I hate people who try to pull up infinites and casual games. Like, yeah, that's, that's a really nice turn five, dude. Cool. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, infinite combos do not feel as as comfortable in a casual game. Um, sure, they end it. Sure, you got there. Great. Good job. Uh, you know, on to the next game, I guess. But Without for casual, you. <laughs> yeah, for, for a casual game, some people just want to, you know, duke it out. Have, have that, you know, long, grudgy match. People trying to claw for the win. You know, not just, hey, I uh, stormed off and did this. Uh, you guys are dead. Great. In competitive, you have everybody doing that. So it's, you know, like you said, free game. Everybody's trying to do that same thing. In those games, yeah, the sooner it ends, you get another win. That's totally how that one works. And everyone's there for that. And that's yeah, where they, that belongs. Absolutely. And, you know, that, that goes again with the, you know, having the expectations of the deck. You know what kind of deck you're playing. You know what kind of decks you're going up against. And uh, people and, just and need to have that all have the time. That pre-game. And I think where a lot of issues happen with, with casual games where you see the arguments and stuff online or in stores is somebody who only play competitive is trying to play casual because, well, at our league, there's not that many competitive people. It's growing back, but, you know. So sometimes trying to play casual and not understand what that is. Same thing as a like casual yeah. person who's trying to play competitive and doesn't understand what that is. It's a it's two different ball games. There's yeah usually more communication in competitive game, whereas for casual, most of the communication is happening beforehand. Because casual games are last longer, so the conversation between the players and stuff is more spaced out. Because the game is going to take longer. In competitive, most you're conversation about what you're going to do happens in the game because it's happening at that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Like that ridiculous stack that happened right there at the end of that last game you were playing. Where he went to uh, use his reach to bring that planeswalker back into play. And then there was a response to blow up the, the thing. And then he used that response as a thing to get out of the graveyard. And this, that. Like seven actions on the stack. That was awesome looking. 
if I saw shit like that in casual, I'd be concerned. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, the stack doesn't get very, very big in a in a casual game. Um, for for competitive, it yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen it go is. crazy. Yeah, but but again, you know, we we were all there with competitive decks. We all had an understanding of what we were all trying to do. Uh, you know, as fast as possible. And sure enough, and we were just and all Hill, playing interactions. The yeah. only person who got mad that game was Hill, and he only got mad at himself. Yeah, and see, that's that's the he as a great player. He wasn't upset at anybody, and I've been there before too. I've lost a, a commander tournament only because I misplayed, not because anybody had any interaction that stopped me. It's because I messed up the play, and I could have won. And I didn't, and so I was upset at myself. So I totally get that. <laughs> and he wasn't even you know? really mad. He he came in, he's like, "Fuck, I could have done this," and he's like, "Oh wait, no, I couldn't have. Never mind." Yeah, no. <laughs> and he's and like, "Nope, I tapped my mana wrong. I'm fucked." <laughs> and then he died. <laughs> that, that's that's the one thing I think casual players should as- aspire to be like when in regards to competitive players is competitive players. You know, we always try to play our deck better like a deck can be good it can be you know solidly built it can be it can have all this synergy and everything and all these pieces work together but if you don't pilot it right you'll lose every time and so competitive players repeatedly play the same deck because they want to know all the interactions they want to know the situations they can deal with the ones they can't deal with and adjust accordingly. They always try to be better. Always try to fine tune whether it's the deck or their their playing, you know, right. their their threat assessment or you know what they need to be looking out for, what cards they need to you know have more attention to, especially if their opponents are playing them. And while with casual players, they're probably not going to you know need all of those. They should always strive to be better after every game, after every loss, after every win. Hey, if you're gonna go adjust your deck, yeah, make minor, you know, minor tweaks here or there, swap out a card, whatever. Um, but it's always to be better than the last time you played. It's not to be, uh, I'm gonna make my deck so I can beat beat this person or beat that person or, or whatever. It's no, you're just progressing yourself, either the deck or how you play it. Yeah, there was only okay. One thing before I get into that <laughs> that thought process in my brain. Yeah, and there's, there's one other thing that a casual environment should take away from competitive. And that is something that every competitive player takes into account when building and playing their deck. Nobody in normal circumstances has a positive win rate in competitive commander. Ever. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. <laughs> at, best, at best, you are looking at a 25% win rate. Like, that is normal. That's what you should expect going through every game of Commander, whether it's competitive or casual.
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 not a fun deck to play, like because then you there's no interaction. Nobody's doing anything. You're just sitting there. I'm not gonna lie, my Brago's. Yeah, my Brago when it gets to that point, it's not a fun deck to play. It really isn't. I mean. Like, there's interactions, and I'm the people, and they're interacting with me, and, you know, I, it's not a complete blowout. It's a brago. Um, and the two guys who always played modern. And it was me in a pod. And I don't remember what I was playing at the time, but I remember going in that game going, okay, I got these three motherfuckers I got to deal with. And I don't think I played, I didn't really even have a win con, like an obvious way to win. I just had all the ways I could blow up y'all shit. I don't remember who I was fucking playing at that time. Uh... No, it's Saskia. It was my Saskia deck. Yes, yes, it was. Because my Saskia was literally, that. I'm going to fuck everybody's shit up, and then I'm going to punch people. If they let <laughs> my commander. Nobody did. Any, anytime Saskia entered, I chose somebody, that person blew up Saskia. That's just how it went. So, like, half of my non-land cards were in interaction. Like, exile permanent. Destroy that permanent. Blow that up, you know. That was the only way I had a chance to play, and kept everybody else playing too. And then people who didn't play interaction started learning. Yeah, that doesn't matter what colors you're in; you can interact, even in my green. It can happen, like, like some of his. Meanest decks are muttering and will fuck your shit up if you if he doesn't want it on the board. And like, muttering has plenty of ways to mess shit up, and it's probably yeah. the weakest one in my opinion. I don't even know. I can't remember. Green board wipe. I think there was one from a precon. Like, make a number of beasts equal to creatures in the fight. That doesn't always kill everything, you know. So even then, there's no guarantee. Clearing board in green, unless it's Arthax <laughs> or enchantment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which turns into a twenty twenty. But you know, <clears throat> right? <laughs> no, yeah, it's yeah. You're right. Moral of the story is play interaction. <laughs> it's a pretty good story. <laughs> yeah, it really is, and it, and it makes it makes the you know the game more intriguing it's not like okay i played my turn i'm done i'm gonna zone out now until it gets back to me yeah, you know it, that, that that that's not a fun kind of magic i think it, you want to be engaged the whole time am i gonna need to respond to this am i gonna need to do this you know there's the game basically the game's supposed to be fun make the game more fun for yourself 
without taking that away from anyone else <laughs> in its own yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yes. You've let's say um as an example, like you've got a six. Like you're planning on building that mono white deck. Like yeah, obviously it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be obviously bad. out the gate, your deck's not gonna be that strong because of the idea you have. But if you can't pile in a bunch of expensive cards in there, the best way to improve a deck is to improve your interaction. Yes. Because even if your deck is a turn ten deck and you're going against like turn six or seven decks, if you've got enough interaction, they're now playing turn ten decks with you. And you're built for that. So that's exactly it. The playing field. Yeah, if they've got interaction, it slows you down too, but you're probably gonna be focusing on each other. Like, it's okay to be the weakest link. Just be ready to fight those other links. Don't just try and play. Oh, yeah. Don't race. That's that's literally how I won that last game. <laughs> I wasn't playing anything super strong or OP or crazy. I just <laughs> no, you were playing my <laughs> playing my one ones, and I just kept <laughs> I just kept coming back, and everybody ignored me, and I just sat there, and I was like, okay, okay. I didn't play cards unless I had to. And every, every time you tap that guy to go look for a creature, I was like, okay, what could he do here? And land a word. What? <laughs> yeah. We're all thinking like Quarian Ranger and and X creature to untap it and do it again. No, land a world. Yep. Okay. Nothing <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and yet I somehow beat everybody else. Is <laughs> With your interaction, you slow tens down to nine. But everybody's interaction, so to speak. The interaction balances the playing field, and you just happen to come out on top. Like, that game was so even, it wasn't even funny. It was awesome. It, it, was, it was honestly one of the more fun games I've been, I've been playing, so I'm, uh, I'm glad to have taken part. It was fun to watch, and I honestly don't say it often when I'm at league and I paid my entry fee and I only played one game in five hours. I played one game and I watched you guys for an hour. Like, it was fun. It was worth it. I didn't feel like I let, lost out. And I like to see it. It's like, even from a competitive game. Like, normally, I get really bored watching competitive games because it's Peter Shuffle, Shuffle, Peter, Peter Shuffle, 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 Counterspell, 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 Counterspell. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I, w- I wouldn't blame you for having that, that mindset, because typically that's that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but you see my competitive deck. It's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> yeah, no, your, your, your competitive deck looks like a lot of fun. I mean, for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to suck for everybody else. Yep, rack those... Stacks control ward gorge your infinite turns. Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> I'll probably lose, but you know, like I said, twenty five percent. I go in with expectation. Yeah, and as long as you have fun, man. Like magic is not worth it if you're not having fun. Exactly. Uh, let's see. I really kind of hit the nails on the header. 
Yeah, I mean, it kind of does because, I mean, no matter what format you're playing, no, no matter even what, no matter what game you're playing, if it's something on your Xbox or PC or something, if you're not having fun, why are you playing it? Yeah, to be fair on that, if your fun is yelling over your headset at somebody else, the Call of Duty log, log room, that's no. You're that kind of person that I don't want at my casual table. It's the same kind of thing. They're just oh yeah, they're, they're just, they're just a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Nobody, nobody, honestly, nobody wants to play with a person like that. Unless they are that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe they, maybe they know that because that's that's them sometimes. And. If you're one of those kind of people, and you're like, oh, but, but Josh, I have friends. I have people who like playing with me. Are you sure? Do they? <laughs> yeah. You got to ask yourself, do they really like playing with you? Do they? Would Maybe you they do. like playing with yourself every single day? No, don't answer that. And don't Google that. <laughs> yeah. My brother is a, is a lot like that. He uh, plays games and gets furious at them, and I'm just like, "Why?" I mean, I I get it. You know, sometimes I get mad at a game, uh, but uh, I always got to take a step back and remember, "Hey, it's a game." I think I got it to live experience that. Like, um, I think we were hanging out a couple times, and we were all playing Magic. I think it was at your place, and I think he was playing Overwatch, and clearly getting his ass handed to him because almost every other turn in our game would be like fuck shit Oxlicker, stupid little kid <laughs> uh no that was uh that was my roommate but yeah no same uh same thing really every time it was actually kind of entertaining <laughs> to listen in between our gameplay <laughs> Yeah, it kind of made us not feel bad about the games we were in. And to be fair, that playgroup, that was what I would consider like a strong, casual get deck environment. Like, a lot of people playing, a lot of interaction, highly tuned, very synergistic. Like, don't bring your precon to this fucking table. Don't bring your competitive right. deck. But don't bring a precon. You're gonna have a bad time. Like hell, if you brought a competitive deck, it probably had a bad time too, because that's not the environment for that. And all of our <laughs> decks were hyper aggressive and just turn sideways real quick. Yeah. Except, except me, I play more. <laughs> you know, and I think that's another thing that competitive players have to, uh, both competitive and casual players have to remember, like. It doesn't have to be competitive to be good. Right. You can have and a good it, deck that's not built competitive. It's yeah. Just not and built just for competitive. Yeah. And just because it's casual doesn't mean it's not good either. Right. It's like comparing a standard deck and a modern deck. They're built for different things. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
and honestly, you know, the, with the way people play and how decks are built, yeah, it's almost like it's an entirely different format. Yeah, because I think in standard, it's really about playing super hyper efficient and stuff like that. In my mind, I, I'm probably, you know, clearly I've, I've never been a world champion, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> I could <laughs> be wrong. Um, but in like modern, like obviously there's so much wider. I know a lot of the modern meta game is based around sideboarding. Like that's where the real niche plays and the top end deck teching comes from and knowing how to sideboard your deck in those game moves. That's not a thing we have in Commander. But we could in our, own, in our own way. Like, if you have one deck and you only really want to play that one deck, you can have a sideboard that either powers it up or powers it down. Yeah, I've absolutely seen multiple people do that. They have a uh, hey. the same deck. They just adjust the deck list. And it can go from, hey, super casual fun times to super competitive. And yeah, like, I think that's totally it's, cool. It's a super good, good way to do it. Like, just 50 cards. Like, take your two, 15 of your cards that you know that there are other cards that do similar things. Like, take your Vamp Tutor and your Diabolic Tutor. I mean, a Demonic Tutor. And have a Diabolic Tutor and a Masterminds Acquisition. Like, and have those in two separate piles. And it's like, okay, we're playing high end. Cool. I'll play the high end pile. We're playing low, I'll play the low end pile. You know? Things like that. Like, that's how I normally do most of my deck building for the, uh, <sighs> my modular black. Right. It's just a variance. A, a lower, a more casual table is going to have more variance. That doesn't mean play the ten worst tutors you can find. Please God, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean you should have an every two card combo you can and not play tutors, because that's the same fucking thing. Right. You know? And so many more cards now go infinite with each other. It's kind of crazy. It, it is. I understand that, that just happens over time as a card pool increases and there's different design teams, most of which who probably haven't played Magic very long. And, you know, and there's just things they don't know. Hell, I've been playing Magic for 25 years. I almost find a new card I haven't seen at least once or twice a week. Yeah, and for sure. And not just saying any cards, like cards like, oh, that's really cool. Like, and that's out of like 25,000 cards. Ain't nobody got time to memorize every single one of those. I mean, just like, yeah. He works at that all the time. Um, by the way, love Mark Poole. He actually does a great job. He's just my personal, um, what's the word? Scapegoat? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, one of my favorite things is when you accidentally discover uh, an infinite combo in your deck. And then immediately take it out. <laughs> because I, I've, I've had it before where like, you get the right seven, eight cards together 
and then you have an infinite combo, which you didn't even build to work like that. It just did because nothing got removed. And I think I think some of those moments are just hilarious. I can say yes, just like, those are fun and cool. I will say that one of those situations also kind of happened to me and is the reason I no longer play my Turgor deck. Um, so the last game I played in my Turgor ever was, you know, I play the good, I play black. I play a lot of the cool black cards. So I had, uh, you know, Urberg out. Um, I had Grave Pact because Durgrid. Um, and I had some other cool cards in there like Tainted Aether. You know, whenever a creature came in, that player had to sack a creature in. Works really cool with Turgrid. I was like, all right, this is cool. Because when they play a creature, I'm going to get one of their creatures land. Profit. And then I accidentally put Cormus Bell into play. Uh, so every time someone played a creature land, they had to sack a creature land. And everybody's lands swamps, and everybody's swamps are creatures. So if you played a land or creature, you were sacking a land or creature, which then immediately came into play my control. And then I had to sack a land or creature. And then all my opponents each had to sack because of Grave Pact. And then I got one from each of them. And then for each of those three that just came into play under my control, I had to sack again. And for each one of those three that I just sacked, my opponents had to sack again. Did you just accidentally wipe the entire board of everything? Except my stuff. Oh, wow. I ended up with exactly what I started with. I did not profit in any way, but nobody else could play lands or creatures. At all. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. And that was the last time I played Turgrid. <laughs> like, I was like, I was playing unrestricted. I was like, you know, normally that's okay. And then that should happen. I'm like, oh my god, no. What have I done? Yeah, what have I done? <laughs> it was just those moments when we looked at the table at each other and we were like, oh. Oh. And I was like, tail and perturb? <laughs> <laughs> and it was Scooby Doo, and I've never yeah. had any. I've never had three people scoop against me at once. And I was like, okay, this deck's done. <laughs> Not for casual ever again. And I, I try to get the same conversation to everyone I see playing Turgrid at the store, whether it's in your deck or in your command zone. Just don't, don't do it. It's rude. So rude. Quite. And I wasn't even playing cards that make people discard in my turgrid. I was only playing stuff that made them sack. Because that's fine. I don't like to take cards at people. I like people to play their cards before I destroy them. That's how I am. And even then, it's still just turgrid. My turgrid didn't lose. And I guarantee, like, you know, 25% win rate, not with her but 100% fun absolutely not um 25% fun and it was me except that last time and I was like okay this isn't fun anymore <laughs> done 
your win rate should not be higher than your run rate. Yeah. No, I agree. Agree with you there. Shit. Is it is it amazing that we've only been talking for like forty five minutes? That's pretty good. We've covered a lot of crazy weird shit. Um Yeah, we've kind of, kind of gone all over the place. <laughs> don't mostly it's like don't be a dick. You know. Don't be a dick and play good magic. Good magic. Just know what kind of magic playing. Yeah. It, good magic doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be competitive. Exactly. Like my expensive. Ah. There's a good talking point. How do you oxies? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that moment of silence. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hot takes. So, I mean, they're you, right? Like, it, there's no reason to really be an issue, right? Right. Now, normally for me, it's like, but I'm not playing ABU uh, because they do have their rule thing. They say, wizard will. And that's not how it works. Um, it's just people who don't buy cards. Um, <clears throat> which is not And true. I get that. <laughs> and I do feel, though, that if you are pressing cards, you're playing your friends, it's still pretty nice to let them know beforehand. And in general, don't proxy a card just because it's too expensive to have. Like, if you're playing competitive, yeah, proxy expensive cards, you can't have to make it work on a competitive level. But I feel for a casual deck, if you don't have a micrit, don't play it. Don't don't proxy it in a, in a casual deck. Like it's unnecessary. It's overkill. Now, if you are unable to find an affordable version of the commander you want to play, proxy the fuck out of that. Like, if it's a 10 cent card. If you can't find any, like, my fucking. Uh, Anji deck. For a month, our store had had a gibbering descent or an alms of the vein in it. So I've I've had it kind of proxied. So when I don't play at the store, I have both of those two madness cards. They're crap cards, but I need them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have I have such a hard time with people that are against proxy because. You know, I've I've played against competitive decks uh, that proxy cards because competitive decks run some of the most expensive cards that exist, and mm-hmm. it's honestly I would rather people be able to play competitive than to not. And the fact that there's a a really hard paywall into competitive sucks. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and this because is one of the main reasons that competitive does not thrive in our store. No, no, absolutely it doesn't thrive. I mean, sure, there's the few of us that do play, and it's nice when we can. But it, it's hard for people to play competitive, and I get it. I totally get it. I mean, cause how can you justify some of those you know, prices on cards? Which is why I'm totally okay with proxy. You know, as long as, long as people are honest about the whole thing. Hey, my deck runs proxy. Super easy to say. Super easy to let the, the people you're playing against me. 
hey, my deck runs proxy. Okay, cool. No worries. Like, yeah, I don't. And, personally, I don't care. Yeah, and if you're playing a casual game, it's like, hey, I'm running a couple proxies that are kind of essential to my strategy. You know, that should be fine, too. Now, if you say, hey, I'm running, like, a handful of proxies, and literally your only proxies are, like, Mana Crypt and the Moxes, you're not running proxies. You're running competitive acceleration. That's not casual. Find alternatives. Because yeah. there are alternatives. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, if there's a, if there's a card you can't get, because it, it's either, like, maybe it's super popular in standard, so everybody's running it. And Me you're like... Massacre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you run into those situations where, like, hey, my deck kind of works around this card, but, you know, I couldn't get it, or I can't afford it right now. I totally get it. I totally get it. But, yeah, like you said, if, if you're just running... Oh, the, here's Mox this, here's, you know, Jeweled Lotus, and here's, you know, Mana Crypt or whatever. It's like, come on, man. Like, really? Yeah, you in the, general, the, you should only really proxy what's essential to your deck strategy. Because if there's no alternatives... Yeah, because yeah, some the cards, there they're, they're are other mana alternatives. Box. Yeah, there's other mana. There's other ways to get mana. There's in almost every color. If Mono White has mana ramp you can find mana ramp in literally any other color yep i think it's a really bad joke that i saw somebody say is that that lately with power creep and stuff like mono white's the me too color and i was like whoa too soon um and I was like, I don't even have a uh, appropriate response for that. Like, because it's almost a correct statement, just phrased poorly. And I couldn't find another way to phrase it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would not get me in trouble. And I was like, it is, it is kind of a, a poor taste joke, but I understand the sentiment behind it. Um, it's, especially... It is kind of how white works. It's like if you're doing something and you're doing more than them, then they get it. Yeah. What's yeah. the equalizer? Is that what the word I was using? Yeah, equalizer. equalizer. Yeah. Um, White's yeah, the best it... at catching up, period. <laughs> yeah, and see, the crazy thing too about white is that in every other format, outside of EDH, white is super strong. And it's always like a splash color that people put in um, to put their decks over the top. You put white with any other color and it becomes ridiculously strong and really good. But in EDH, <laughs> not really. <laughs> like, I'm glad and super happy because I've, you know, passed past two years i haven't really been playing magic but uh jumping back into it and looking into building this mono white deck yeah i'm glad to see that there is way more support for white just in general uh, than there has ever been before uh, i'm not saying they're done i'm not saying they should give up and stop and, oh mono white's good uh, but uh it's nice to see more support coming from wizards with 
all these new cards and uh, sets coming out. Um, or I like that their design team is actually listening. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I, I know they have like their own individual flavor and idea of what mono white on its own does. Um, I just think everything should be able to do the same thing just a little bit differently. Like, uh, you know, blue can straight up draw black draws, but at the cost of life or sacrifice, right. Or sacrificing red exiles, but still makes those cards playable. Um, green, uh, draws but specific to creature you know either power or toughness or something like that so it's dependent on that and then for the longest time white really didn't have yeah white really didn't have anything um so it's nice to see them try to figure out that little you know niche of where white can draw things uh or mana ramp or whatever it it might be uh because honestly i i think it is you know, every color should be able to do the same thing, whether it's counter spells or creatures or recursion or whatever. I think every color should be able to do it. Just have their own flavor to it and their own restrictions and their own whatever, you know. And that's right. where the, the, the strengths and weaknesses come from. Yeah, it's like... Especially I, from each color. I remember playing my Hazes on deck and it was so hard to get good draw in there. And two of my draw cards were white, and they were truce and temporary truce. Oh my god, I literally love those cards so much. <laughs> oh. I've played those cards, and people have literally looked at me in awe. Like, those are cards? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, these are really good cards, and I don't know why nobody plays them. And that's like, those were my favorite draw cards. I mean, I did have like the green one that says I draw a card for each creature I have in play. And I had, I think I had a red draw card. And then I had greater good. Like, that was it. Like, I didn't have a lot of draw. Draw was hard. At least for the flavors that green, red, and white had. I didn't exactly have the spice that those flavors required to work. Which isn't a bad thing. It was still fun. Yeah, and I I think that's what a lot of people miss. Like you can play those colors, play those cards, and still have them be fun. You don't have to be the strongest player at the table just because. Yeah. Like you don't have to win at Commander Casual. And yes, that's part of the game, but that's not the point of the game. Well, I'm, yeah. As we keep talking, I keep finding really cool metaphors, and <laughs> I am not disappointed. Is that right? No, I mean, I'm I'm happy with it. Like having good like talking points and being able to say, "Here's a phrase," and have we're we're both pretty sure that somebody's going to understand what the hell you meant. Like, that's cool. I like it. And I can't think of that shit on my own. You know? <laughs> I don't know. You uh, you seem to be pretty creative. Right, but I, I wouldn't have a 
an outlet for my creativity without those other people. That's you know? true. That's true. That's very true. So anything I can make, I make because of the people that I'm playing with. If I didn't have those people, I wouldn't have a reason to make it. Yeah. At least that's for me. No, I agree. Because, you know, without those three other players, you really wouldn't have a game. <laughs>